Today's episode of Trash Talk with CJ and Rush was recorded prior to the passing of Baseball Hall of Famer Tommy Lasorda, who is mentioned in today's episode. Trash Talk joins the baseball community in mourning the loss of a baseball legend and the most enthusiastic Dodger fan that ever lived. Welcome back to another episode of Trash Talk with CJ and Rush. Back from the holiday long overdue episode. It's been a while, but Jonathan, we are back. And today we've got a special guest with us as well. Absolutely. We have my good friend, Skipper Funny Man, Kip Hart. Kip, thanks for joining us today. What an honor to be here. First part of the year and uh, to get things kicked off. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me absolutely yeah. christian so what's going on with you man what's going on holy smokes what's going on with me what's not going on with me i'll tell you that that seems to be the uh more accurate question but goodness sports is finally back and i you know it's funny because we haven't really had a die down of sports at all yeah the you know everything kind of shut down and it was just football for a little while but basketball's back hockey starts next week we're already talking baseball big moves happening over the off season everything's still going and we are still riding the coattails of the pandemic schedule changes and my goodness I, it's a good time to be a sports fan Absolutely. I'm really glad to have the NBA back. I know, Kip, you're a big Laker fan, right? Huge. Uh, that's my, yeah, that's my guy. I grew up in Texas, uh, but for some reason, I gravitated toward the Lakers back in the 70s and I uh, haven't turned turned back. Because I don't think there was basketball in Texas back in the 70s. I mean, the Spurs didn't exist. Were the Mavericks a thing then? No. So, yeah, you had nothing else. You have the Celtics or the Lakers, I guess, to root for. Yeah, and the Celtics are just annoying. Exactly. But I like NBA, this guy. I'm super excited NBA's back. 71 days was the NBA offseason. That was the shortest offseason in sports history. I know a lot of the players didn't like it, but I am glad that they're somewhat back to their somewhat normal schedule. What do you guys think? That's nothing. I haven't worked for 10 months. <laughs> Neither have we. Oh. That's why we're doing this show. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it was, it was odd, right? And just having that short of an offseason – I think is the best thing for a sports fan because that's the last thing you enjoy is the end of the year and then the long break. Um, and uh, gosh, I would never wish this pandemic to ever happen again, but there is a silver lining is that we don't have that long of a wait. Baseball, we still do, right? Baseball is going to be the exact same amount of time. We got done in October. We're going to start in March, April. But basketball, yeah, he took what? Two and a two months and a week off, and boom, you're right back to it, and you're back in your home stadiums, which is fun. Hockey starting up again. Like I said, it is a great time to be a sports fan. One thing about the NBA, I mean, it was only a short off season for the people who are in the bubble, the teams, True. Like the Lakers, Clippers, the, the Heat. A lot of the teams who didn't even go in the bubble, I think there was like eight teams that didn't even go in the bubble, so they had they had a very long off season, like the New York Knicks and all the teams that got eliminated. So. They had a lot of rest, but all these teams who just won championships like the Lakers, they need to bounce back. And yet they've been playing pretty well. They play again tonight, I believe. Who they play? Oh, yeah, play the Spurs. They play the Spurs tonight. Lakers are six and two right now, so they're looking pretty good. Yep. Hopefully they can repeat. The Knicks are a part-time team anyway, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> and we, I just watched Disney Pixar's Soul the other day, and there was a lot of New York Knicks jokes in there, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's well, good to know. I might have to check that out. Um, yeah, I think I think the NBA, like you, like you mentioned, and a couple of the other sports, right? NHL, I think, is doing the same thing where some teams didn't get to be in the bubble that long. Uh, so, yeah, for many fan bases, it has been a good amount of time since they got to really enjoy this. And you know, I, I've been hearing. I've been hearing good things about the NBA. Again, I'm not the biggest NBA fan. I check in on the scores. I see, okay, the Lakers somehow lost tonight or the Lakers won tonight or whatever it is. But it it is so good to have a sport, you know, football, I get it. It is the, the very famous sport, right? And it's probably America's favorite sport right now. 
there's something about knowing that you're going to be able to watch a bait or a game every single night. That's the great thing about the NBA. Granted, it might not be your team, but you know there are games being played every single day. Same thing with the NHL, same thing with MLB. When that comes, heck, you might see your team play seven times in a week if it's the MLB. But it is so cool to know, man, I'm going to be able to watch a basketball game tonight. NFL basically could do that, though, with how many delays they were doing. They were playing seven days out of the week at some point, it felt like. Which yeah, is an NFL great. plan I loved. Go ahead, Kip. Those off-night games were great, like the Tuesday night game. And it was interesting. It made it, made it uh, more fun, I think. Absolutely. For us stuck at home, it was nice to having an NFL game every single day of the week. I'm all for it. I'm sure the players and the coaches hate it, but I'm all for it as a fan. Well, and that's that's wow. always been my thing is, man, I wish there was more NFL. 16 games or even 17 games? Give me 40 games. Make them play two a week. Granted, and I will I will throw this disclaimer out. The NFL Players Association is going to hate you. I have never played football in my life besides flag football in like 7th and 8th We can grade. tell. I am not the person who would know what it's like to even hit. We didn't play tackle football. We played flag football, right? But... In my mind, I would love to watch more games. Yeah, I mean, granted, at a at a seventeenth, I don't really care. It's not really gonna, you know, change my love for the sport at all. But it, again, it's nice to watch things every single day. The Lakers seem to be a favorite, but um, I think you guys could both agree with me. It does not seem to be the only favorite. It does seem like there are at least a couple other teams that have shown so far that they could contest with them in the playoffs. Absolutely. And we'll just blast through all the news from the off season that we were in the last few weeks since we were off LeBron James agreed to a two year, $85 million dollar contract. So he's sticking around with the Lakers, which I'm stoked about. I believe Anthony Davis signed a five year, $190 million max contract to stay with the Lakers. So I'm cool with that. Kyle Kuzma signed a three year deal. So the Lakers core isn't going anywhere for at least two or three seasons, which I'm awesome and excited about. I'm sure Kip's excited about as well to have a winning team back in Los Angeles. Absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's great to see them uh, keep the core, which is always uh, always essential, especially in uh, the NBA. You've got to have, uh, especially I mean, you have the two top players in the league, essentially, right now. And um, I'm excited to see how – and they know how to ramp up. LeBron especially has the has the uh, the knowledge that the beginning of the season is just warm up. It's not it's not essential to be you know eight uh, zero right now. That's not it's not it's not a it's not a, um, an essential thing to have to need at this point in the season. So they're going to slowly ramp up, and then you want to peak at the right time. And peaking at the right time is uh, is huge in the NBA, especially. Absolutely. Well, Kip, you're about as tall as Anthony Davis. I'm sure you can go one on one with him. You're like what six Dude, eight? He, he, six eight. I'm six five. I was close. Yeah, and uh, you know those guys look average on on TV, but when you stand up next to them, they're massive. <clears throat> I saw. Um, uh, never mind. I just went blank. I can't remember who it was. Can't remember his name. You're speaking uh, of the choir, so- Kip, I always go blank. Man, it's just uh, he was with Oklahoma, went to Houston, and now he's oh Westbrook. I'm talking about uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Thank you. Yes. So he was in the park at Disneyland. I walked, walked watching him walk through Adventureland. He's huge. And I mean, he's, he's not the, one of the tallest guys either. No, no, he's not even close. He's he's a he's a little taller than me, not much, but I mean, he's just a massive person. His shoulders are big. I mean, he, you know, when he's driving and when he's driven the ball, he, he looks like a little point guard, but he's massive. For those of you who don't know, don't know, Russell Westbrook did head to the Washington Wizards. He left the Rockets, and they also um, they also got John Wall uh, for Russell Westbrook. So that was a really interesting trade, but I think that worked out for both sides. And I believe the Washington Wizards also get, or excuse me, the Houston Rockets also get a first round pick. And John Wall, I think the Rockets make the better end of that deal. But if you guys don't know Kip, he and I used to work at Disneyland together. We both worked Jungle Cruise. Christian and I also worked at Disney. You guys know that. But Kip, any other fun celebrity sightings working Thunder Mountain or Jungle of NBA players or any other athletes that you came across? Uh, well, I met Kobe. Uh, he was at Thunder. They they were uh, getting off the train, and I uh, as he got off, 
he was in the back of the train. I was over at the unload side. And so I just, I just gave him a fist bump. I said, thanks for all your hard work. He just retired uh, when he was in the park. So we got to meet him there. And then uh, one time, kind of funny story, um, uh, Amari Stoudemire came, came to Jungle Cruise at the exit. So we we're going to load him as a VIP guest in his group. And as he's getting in the boat, I looked at him. He's about 6'10". He's a big guy. I looked at him and I said, you know what? I think I could post you up right now. Um, <laughs> he didn't think it was too funny. I Anyway. He was intimidated he by your size. Well, I don't know. Anyway, he he, uh, he just got on the boat. And he gave me a look and just got in the boat without even saying anything. But in my day, I could throw down. I could throw down any kind of dunk. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, but not anymore. Didn't you play sports back in the day, Kip? In high school, weren't you a basketball, played, baseball player? Played baseball and then I played basketball. Uh, I didn't play in high school. I was terrible in high school because I was I grew too fast and I was just a spaz. Play, <laughs> we love you for it. I played in college, a small private school. It's a lot of fun. I was the tallest guy on the team, so it wasn't like. Remember, we played uh, Azusa Pacific. We played their JV. They beat us by fifty. Ouch. Yeah. So anyway, that's how good we were. Well, don't like stick we were, to, don't stick with basketball then, Kip. It's okay. Christian can't well, play basketball but, either. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So the, I want to get your take with both of this guys, because we're still in the NBA topic before we transition to another topic. So the NBA now announced that coaches are no longer required to wear suits. Is this a good idea? I mean, the classic Pat Riley wearing the suit, Phil Jackson wearing the suit on the sideline, the NBA and NHL are the only teams where the coaches still wear suits. I mean, baseball managers still wear the same outfit as the players. Coaches have like hoodies and stuff now, but what is your guys' thoughts? Do you think it's a good idea that they got rid of the suit rule for the NBA or do you think it's a sign of the times? I personally want to see Popovich dressed in a Spurs jersey and shorts on the sideline. <laughs> I think they should go the baseball no route. They should go the baseball route. They should wear the exact same thing the players are. Give them a number and everything. I think it'd be funny. Yeah, I, I, I've always liked seeing the professionalism of like the NHL. You know, head coaches wearing a suit, right? The, you know, the head coach of the basketball team, they're wearing a suit, but I've also always loved the uniform type thing in baseball. The one thing I really don't like is the wearing a hoodie or wearing a zip up jacket. Like you see in uh, the soccer kind of in really in the European soccer leagues, that's all you see. And some of them wear suits, but I'm like, eh, it kind of looks dressed down. I don't know. What do you think, Kip? Uh, I have to kind of agree there. I like it's an, it's optional though, right? Rush. Is that an optional thing? They can, I believe they, it is optional, but no, basically before it was required that they had to wear a suit at game days, but now it's just yeah. optional. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think people should be able to flaunt their own style. And if it's not going to, if it fits their style to be able to, uh, you know, sport something a little more casual, I'm okay with that. But I do, I, I agree, uh, Christian. I like the, I like the dapper look on the sideline. And nothing was better than seeing Tommy Lasorda in a Dodger uniform with that boiler hanging out over the, over his uh, <laughs> pants. The old, uh... but it was classic. It was a classic look. Loved him going out when he got to go out to the mound. Oh my god! You can't. Beautiful. You, it was a beautiful sight. You can't mention that without talking about the um, the old Philly fanatic bit where he had the. Where he had the puppet of him and everything. It was so such good times with Tommy, obviously. Uh Tommy's been in the news a little bit. Hopefully he's doing well. I know he got to go home, but um always good stuff. Yep. I think the reason why football doesn't have like back with the Tom Landry's and the Vince Lombardi's wearing suits on the sideline, because it's an outdoor sport. And like the same thing with the soccer, like out in the pouring rain and stuff, you really want to wear a suit in the pouring rain. I think if you're an arena sport like hockey, basketball, I like the suit, but I understand it's a sign of the times, like you know what? I know some NBA coaches love the new rule that they don't have to wear it because they say, I only wear suits on game days and I don't own or wear a suit other than those days, yeah. but I'm for it and I'm against it at the same time. So Boy, Pat Riley could really pull it off man. he, he and uh, um, Pistons coach was it, is it daily? Was it daily? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, he was, uh, both those guys could really, uh, really smoke the sideline with their look. 
Well, since we were just talking about hockey, Christian, I'm sure you're excited that hockey's ramping back up. Not only hockey's that. Back, not January only 13th, I, right? January 13th, but I think it should be noted that the United States of America won the World Juniors just a few nights ago. Zegras, the Ducks prospect they got in the first round this past year, had a goal and an assist in the gold medal game. I think that that is a big note, and I think it's exciting to have hockey coming back. I'll be honest, neither the Kings nor the Ducks, probably not the Sharks either, are going to be very competitive this year, at least on paper. You never know. I mean, look, the 2002 Angels won a World Series, and they should have never been in the playoffs. So you never know what happens. But the the West Coast hockey might not be the best. The interesting thing with hockey this year, Jonathan, they have shaken up the divisions due to travel restrictions. You are not allowed to travel to the country of Canada from the United States. So Canada is its own division. And then there will be a West, a Central, and an East. If you can explain to me how Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay are in the Central you are better than I. Congratulations. But still, nonetheless, I'm excited for hockey to be back. As am I. And with the whole COVID thing, I kind of see why like Canada teams should just have their own division. And I'm sure they'll, they'll do some kind of bubble like they did last year. I'm just happy sports are back. I'm glad they're able to figure it out. I believe it's going to be a 56-game season. So that means a lot of all the games are going to matter a little bit more. And I'm a big Ducks fan just like you. Hopefully they can figure it out. Um, what about you, Kip? You a hockey fan? No, I never did gravitate to hockey. I I, I like it live. Uh, I've been to a couple of games live, um, but I've never. It's just you know, I grew up in Texas. We we didn't have any hockey to really speak of, and so it never really, uh, never really caught on with me. I it's... like the physicality of it. I like watching some of the games. I, I like you know, it kind of reminds me of the old eighties, you know, NBA a little bit, where it's a lot more physical. Uh, but, you know, if I don't have a team that I follow. I, um, so, yeah, you know. That's that's funny because the, uh, the, the Dallas Stars obviously are in Texas. They're probably going to be able to have fans this year, uh, depending on how the NHL wants to deal with that. Meanwhile, the California teams, there's no way we're seeing a game in person. It's okay. We'll miss it, but... We'll get back to it hopefully soon when this whole thing is done. But uh, I think the biggest hockey news of everything, Jonathan, in the time that we haven't been on, Zdeno Chara has played, I believe, 13 or 14 years with the Boston Bruins, a staple. He used to win every single fastest shot contest. I Just he was the guy. The Bruins notified him that they would not be signing him they were he was the captain last year they he would they would not be signing him that day inks a deal with the washington capitals not going very far at all well him and ovechkin can make a, a good run for the cup this year but mm -hmm. we'll see what happens we'll see if the lightning can repeat i'm excited for the hockey season like i've always watched just like kip i liked nba a little bit more than nhl but i'm a big mighty ducks fan hopefully they do something this year and there's rumors that we're going to have some outdoor games this season, right? Yeah, the NHL was kind of talking about that. The exciting thing is that for the, I believe, the first time ever, they are going to be playing lake hockey, not just an outdoor rink. They are going to play up at Lake Tahoe. It is going to be, I believe, the Flyers and Bruins, and then it's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm forgetting who they're going to be playing. I want to say it's the Colorado Avalanche. Um, but don't quote me on that, but we are going to have two games up at Lake Tahoe. I'm excited to see how they even try to cover that and, you know, have the TV teams there. I'm excited to see how that one goes. Just tell the players not to fall through the lake and who knows if fans will even be there. You think they would have a California team if that Lake Tahoe have the Sharks or the Kings or the Ducks. It's but. the, it's the Lake Tahoe on the Nevada side. So technically has nothing to do with this state. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. But Christian, I think there's been a lot of baseball transition over to baseball since we're kind of getting snoozed on hockey there. But baseball, man, didn't Francisco Lindor just end up with the New York Mets today? You said my favorite word in the English dictionary. Baseball! Yes! Francisco <laughs> Lindor and Carlos Carrasco heading to the Mets from Cleveland. And Cleveland got a 
pretty haul back. I wouldn't say it's as big as they could have gotten. Uh, Jonathan, we talked about this previously. They could have shopped Lindor about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, and the Dodgers probably would have paid top dollar for it, right? And they would have gotten a lot of more prospects back. But they got Mookie Betts instead, and I'm happy with it. They did, right? And so and so the Indians didn't shop him as much as we all expected them to. Uh, they, I guess, thought they had a couple more years of contention, but it's interesting to see Cleveland. Um, gosh, have we talked about the fact that the Indians aren't going to be called the Indians anymore on this show i mean has it been this long since we've done a show that it's the- been a while but yeah so they they dropped their name and they dropped their best player kip what do you think are you sad that the cleveland indians are no longer the indians well um yeah i don't have a problem with them being called the indians but you know it's you know it's just the way things have evolved so you know, and hopefully they 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 i don't know are they going to choose a new mascot or are they just going to be the cleveland baseball team that's what I was saying. Cleveland yeah. baseball team, the Cleveland ball club. The question, the question's been raised. The biggest, um, it seems like the biggest social media hope is that they become the Cleveland Spiders. The Cleveland Spiders were a Negro Leagues team, which, I mean, another topic we haven't talked about is the fact that the Negro Leagues have officially been recognized as Major League Baseball. Those records are now in the books of Major League Baseball, and they are not separated. So. Good on good on Major League Baseball for doing that. I think but, that's awesome. It should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, and yeah, I think sure. I think adding the Cleveland Spiders would be a cool thing um, as part of that kind of transition to hey, yeah, we do recognize this as Major League Baseball because for for those that don't know, the Negro Leagues was Major League Baseball. I would argue that the Pacific Coast League was too, but. The Pacific Coast League wasn't for different reasons than obviously why the Negro Leagues weren't considered. This was something that was overdue, and uh, I'm excited about that as well. Jonathan, baseball stuff flying. Dodgers keeping Blake Trinan. Meanwhile, Trevor Bauer still not wearing any specific cap. He wears a different baseball team's hat on his Twitter page every single day just to piss off all the fans, including me and probably including you and probably including all baseball fans. But nonetheless, baseball is getting closer and the offseason hot stoves piping hot. Kip, you're a Dodger fan? I am a baseball fan. I don't really have a team that I follow. I grew up uh, rooting for the Tigers. Uh, why? I just – Did you say Tigers, why? I, I don't know why. I don't have a – Reason they had a great in the seventies had this great pitcher called uh, his name was Mark Fidrich. They called him the Bird. Yeah, the Bird. You got the Bird Fidrich. This guy was he was incredible, and I just liked the guy because he was a little quirky. And uh, I don't. I just I just like the Tigers. I I grew up liking the Tigers, um, but I love baseball. I love baseball. I love the sport of baseball. I like the smells. I like the hot dogs. I like. It's just. Uh, it's I love it. You're preaching to the choir, Kip, and I was I was talking to Christian on the last show about it. It was really sad that this is the first year I think I've been alive that I've not attended a baseball game at all in any capacity in my lifetime during baseball season, and that really bummed me out. But I'm happy that we have baseball at least to watch on television. And by the way, Mr. Rushing, um, I, don't, I don't know if you know or not, the Tigers used to be a really good baseball team. So uh, championship in 84, championship yeah, They did. They went to the World Series like 10, yeah. 15 years ago. They were pretty mm-hmm. good. With yeah. Miguel Cabrera? No, before they, that. They won in '84. I got to go to I got to go watch a, a game in in '84 when they were when they were hot and uh, uh, at Tiger Stadium. Yeah. Sat out in the bleacher bleacher creatures and man, it was it fun. I mean that that was a that was an awesome park. It was one of the old older older parks at the time even then and. Uh, Man, it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, see, that's yeah, I those were, Tiger Park. Yeah, those were the days where base and even in in Detroit, if the team was good, the the stadium would be full. I fully believe Comerica would be full, just like any baseball team. Meanwhile, the Dodgers and the Angels. Uh, let, let's be honest. The Angels have had a tough time with attendance in the last ten years, probably. Um, and the Dodgers haven't as as for much as the Dodgers have had success, their attendance has not been as great as they probably would want it to be unless you're there on a bobblehead night or a playoff game or maybe a giants game you will find the empty seats meanwhile you go to a place like st louis 
it doesn't matter if it's April, June, or September. Every seat is full for every single one of those games. You remember the days where Fenway was selling out. You know, it's just not the same anymore. Well, let's be honest. Dodger Stadium is... There's a lot a of room. <laughs> it's a, just a nightmare to get to. It's a nightmare to leave. Who wants to park downtown and take a shuttle? No one. It's a disaster. A fan is... I mean, it's a it's an all-day event to go to a Dodger game. And, you know, Angel Stadium is accessible. I mean, it's right there off the freeway. And no. I'm surprised more people don't go. That's because there's course, not, there's the not a good quality product on the field. That's why. <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah, but you know, baseball is, is, you know, to me, I go, doesn't, wouldn't matter. Sure. But I mean, you know, the only time, I don't know. I just, I just love going, I love going to the games, but I am, and I'm, I'm surprised more people don't go because it's so accessible, especially in Orange County. Well, and I'll tell you the, the reason why, the main reason why that you don't see more people going to Dodgers games or Angels games unless the team is doing fantastic or those those giveaways is because in this area, there is so much more to do, right? If you go to oh. places like St. Louis, that's kind of the event in town is the Cardinals game that night. I'm not saying that St. Louis is boring, right? There's plenty of stuff to do there, but at, at least at Angels games, I'm sorry. If the team's not 500, I'm going on Space Mountain tonight. I'm not going to the ball game. Me personally, I'm always going to the baseball game, but I understand the, if the team's not exciting, why not go to Disneyland? Why not go to knots, go to all the other places. So Jonathan, you can weigh in on that a little bit if you want. I agree. There's been times my dad and I would go to angel games a few years, like quite like right after they won the world series, they were okay, but then they'd start getting blown out. And my dad would, I would look at each other like, yeah, this game's 12, nothing. And we had Disneyland pass at the time. Like, let's go to Disneyland. Let's go get a, Let's go get a corn dog and go on Thunder Mountain. Let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Speaking of let's get out of here, I think it might be time to get out of this topic. That's called a transition. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. We didn't. We didn't mention the San Diego Padres about how they got Blake Snell. I'm sorry. Who's San Diego? I only know them as Slam Diego. Slam okay. Diego Padres. Slam Diego. What are you, talking about? you Darvish. Blake Snell, I was waiting for you to chomp at the bit to talk about this. Aren't you excited the Padres have probably the best pitching staff in baseball now? Not only that, they're the best team in the NL West right now, and I will go on record they and gotta say that. they got to win the NL West for them to be the best team in it. I don't think it's, a, it's close, right? The Dodgers are still very good. And yeah, the Dodgers coming off a World Series, but let's be honest, the last time an L.A. market team came off a World Series, that counts as the Angels, by the way, um, uh, they finished under 500 the next year. So you never know. I don't think the Dodgers will happen that like that. I think the Dodgers actually have a good team returning uh, compared to the angels in Oh three. But um, I, boy, if you're a San Diego fan, you've been actually, no, I'm lying. You haven't been waiting. You had the year where you signed Justin Upton and James Shields and you, you, you know, and Will Myers, that was the big haul. This is just an every other year thing for the Padres. Maybe this time it'll work And out. Matt Kemp. They had Matt Kemp too. That's right. Can't, can't remember the days of Matt Kemp patrolling left field, center, or right, whoever, wherever they threw him into the lineup that day. But, I, you know, I mean, Jonathan, as a Dodgers fan, you've seen the Padres succeed on in the offseason. It doesn't mean anything until you put it on the field. I 100% agree. And go back to go back to Kip, Kip's point, how he says Dodger Stadium's kind of a joke to get in and out of. It absolutely is. Kip's 100% right. Getting out of, hopefully with the new changes, I know they're putting in like a Skyway system. They're trying to get like another train station right by Dodger Stadium. So hopefully the transportation gets better there. I think it's a cool stadium. I just hate getting in and getting out of it. So yeah. before we transition to football or anything else, Kip, you've been to the old Tiger Stadium. Kip, we've been to our baseball stadium since you're the guest on the show. What's the best baseball stadium that you've been to in your opinion? Well, I mean, hmm. you talking about best. Are you talking about as far as the experience, or are you talking about just over the top facilities? I mean, let's let's do both. Pick your favorite experience, favorite baseball experience, and your favorite beautiful site of the baseball stadium. Well, Tiger Stadium, absolutely hands down, is the best experience because it was. I felt like it was just it was nostalgic. Uh, the fans were rabid. I don't know if you, Michigan fans are kind of on par with like the, you know, the East coast people, the Philly. And so they've got a lot to say, which is a lot of fun. Um, uh, best park. 
I don't know. They're all kind of, you know, they're really not, they're all kind of the same now. They all have the, like the little mini mall in the back and, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Those don't really do much for me because there's no character to them. I just like the old parks. I, I'm, I, I get bummed when they tear them down and I, man, God help them if they, if they tear down Dodger stadium. Cause I uh, just, um, there's so much, uh, rich history there. With all the renovations that they're doing, I don't think they will tear it down since they put so much yeah. money into the renovations of it. Well, I mean, it's it's a dedicated. Does the city own that property? I don't know who owns the property, or does the does the. Uh, well, I remember McCourt owned the parking lot still, and, I, and obviously the Guggenheims own the team. I, I'm assuming the Guggenheims own the stadium as well, but I'm not positive. That's actually a really good question. I'm not, I'm not sure, but anyway, so. Anyway, I, I, I'm going to stick with my, with my answer. Dodgers, the, the Tiger Stadium experience was the best uh, park I've ever been in. It was just fun. That's, that's, that's a fair. That's, that's a, a cool story. One. I'm sad yeah. that they tore down Tiger Stadium. Now it's what, a Comerica Park, whatever they call it now? Yeah. Yeah, if they ever tear yeah. down Dodger Stadium, they might as well just bulldoze the hill because the entire thing's a heap of junk. Anyway. Um, wow. little... <laughs> That's an Angels fan, folks. Um, but there is there is something to be said about the history, like Kip said, right? Lord be with them if they ever announce that they're taking that thing down. I think you'll have an entire city saying, oh, wait, we get a good baseball stadium now? No, I'm kidding. No, they'd be furious in, you know, torches and, you know, pitchforks and everything. Um, and it would just be another way that Rob Manfred ruins baseball. And that is your hot take for today's episode of Trash Talk. <laughs> I want to get Kip angry. What like what's passion? What's grinding Kip's gears in the sports world? Kip's been mellow and chill. I was waiting. I need Kip to get angry about something. Oh man, it, it, it's usually it's in the moment. I I don't because I don't stay mad long. Uh, I'll tell you what. What I I don't know. I, I really right now I don't have anything that's like really, really, uh, you know, a spur in my, a thorn in my flesh. Uh, I one thing that's that's silly is the like I'm watching a game right now that the the Nets and the Sixers and the way they pipe in the crowd sound was it's 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 ridiculous who are they fooling that they're piping in the well they did it for the bubble I think they're just trying to do it for some kind of normalcy I guess for the players well I get it, but it's 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 silly. And I, they're trying to play me for a fool. So like, <laughs> but like the football games. So like when they when they do a, when they throw a, a flag, and then they they do the review, and then the review goes against the home team. They put in a little boo in the background. Have you noticed that? They were, I think on Fox NFL Sunday the other day, they were interviewing, I think, the guy at SoFi Stadium who's like doing the boos and the cheers. Like anytime something happens, he has like a little switchboard of like the sounds when you're watching the game, it sounds authentic. It sounds like actual crowd noise. So I don't know if it was pre recorded or if it was made on a computer, but it sounds legit. But as a player or as a coach in the stadium, I'm sure it's a bunch of BS. Like, like yeah, oh, this, I, this fake sounds stupid. <laughs> I'd be terrible at that. I'd, I'd lose lose focus and forget to boo at the right moment. Be like the guy at the church that runs the runs the uh, the monitor for the music. You know, when they sing the music and it's put up on the thing, and the guy's always like two verses behind. <laughs> I, I I know that guy. I am that guy. Anyway, <laughs> Christian does it at his church. <laughs> Don't you control the audio visual equipment? Uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Technical and social media coordinator at your service. Anyway, um, I will agree. the 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 chimed in fan thing is not is not good, right? And it is the best they can do. Like for baseball, they were talking about the fact that they need some kind of ambient noise so that coaches can say things and the other team doesn't pick up on it. I can't imagine what a, what an NFL game is like. If say, you know, Phillip rivers for the Colts is barking out plays and the defense can hear exactly what he's saying. Like, you know, that, you know, the idea of that fan noise is to try to mask some of that. Um, and so for that reason, I do understand it, but I still hate it just like you guys. But there is nothing. I think that you or I, Jonathan, hate more 
uh, in baseball than something that at least one company has decided to do to make it seem like there's fans in the ballpark. Well, I, I love the Fox broadcast for the games, but I did not like the CGI fans that they like superimposed in the stadium. Like what MLB, the show, like fans, like it was so awkward and weird and creepy. I, I don't know. I love playing the game MLB, the show on my PS4, but I couldn't stand seeing like those game video game people in the stands. It just was creepy and weird. And I hope they don't bring them back. What do you think of that, Kip? I'm not a fan. I I can't even stand movies with CGI in them. Yeah. That's a cartoon. It's Don't watch the Avenger movies. So So I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of of, of it. you know it's just something we'll have to deal with until they can figure out how to get people in the stands uh, unfortunately. I, but I will know. I will just say go to Texas or Florida games, and go to a game. Exactly. It. I will say this about And there's yeah, and there's no, go for it, Kip. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, the whole purpose of the is the energy. It's a it's a it's a performance, and it's a, you know it's like doing stand up. I mean, you get the energy from the crowd, and if you don't have the crowd there, you're. I mean, it's not for the TV people. It's for the teams. The teams need the energy from the crowds, and and you know you're not doing anybody any favors by trying to try to assimilate that. I I will say this, and I will say this until I die, I guess. Cause you know, I guess that's how people, um, operate when they make bold statements. Fox doing that was the biggest middle finger to fans that weren't allowed to go to the baseball stadium this year because it was irreplaceable. We can make this look good without you. And yeah. yes, it sucks that you're not here, yeah. but here's, we want to make it look good for TV. I'm sorry. That is the biggest middle finger. I wish that they weren't doing the sounds like we were talking about, because I think that would make it much more of a emotional moment for the players when they finally did have fans back. Right. I was looking forward and I still think there will be, I mean, the difference of cheers coming through the speakers at Dodger stadium will be very different than when the fans are back. And I will say this, I don't even care if it's Miami I'm pretty sure it's going to be a full house opening day when they're allowed to have baseball fans back at the ballpark. Even the Marlins might be able to scrounge up 13,000 fans or however many fit on the bottom deck of that stadium. Anyway, sorry, bashing on Marlins fans. It's Same thing with the American League champion Tampa Bay Rays. If they can sell out a stadium. Yeah, no kidding. All I know is that both of those teams made the playoffs and mine didn't. So I really don't have much to say on that point at all. All right, so I guess we should transition to football then. Are you guys ready? Are you ready for some football? We have a lot to talk about. Well, just this past week, we had the Heisman Trophy winner for college football. You have Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith wins the 2020 Heisman Trophy. He was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since Desmond Howard at Michigan. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I had never seen the Clemson Tigers choke twice in one week. Um, but, uh, they did it. I mean, I'm sure I have, but not recently, uh, but boy, did they do it? Um, obviously Clemson was, it seemed like the favorite. Um, and then they just got destroyed and yeah, then, um, then Trevor Lawrence, who will be my starting quarterback, uh, next year, thanks to my one in 16, or one in 14 finish this year in my league. It was not a good year. It was a rebuild. It's fine. It's a dynasty league. That's how we do it. But you're going to draft a Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback. Yes, I am. And I don't know why actually I would, I'd bet he might not even go to the Jaguars. He might still end up on the jets even still. Anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm not a huge college football guy, but even I get excited for the college football playoffs, even though to qualify for the playoffs, you need to, I guess four games this year. And if you tied all of them, you'd still be in the playoffs for some reason. Again, pandemic screwed with everything, but anyway. <laughs> Kip, do you like college football? Yeah, I love it. Um, Texas, you know, I grew up in Texas. So Texas is football is, is their religion. Hook them horns. Oh, the horns, were, the horns were big. And now they're, you know, they're nothing to speak of. Although I think they have the biggest budget in all of college football. Yeah. And they still can't seem to put it together. I don't understand that. Uh, but, yeah, I love college football. I love the energy. I like, uh, uh, you know, the the students in the stands and the way they 
you know, the way they just let it loose. It's fun. I dig it. I love college football as well. It's okay. Christian hates most things. So I didn't say I hate college football. I just said, I'm not into it as much as I am in the playoffs. I will say this. Um, I, I am one that still believes that if the students aren't allowed to go to school, the players shouldn't be allowed to be playing the football game. Um, I don't see much of a switch there. And I think that there is such a loss for not having the student section at a college football game. I mean, gosh, there's the coolest, those are the coolest moments of the football games when the camera pans over to the band and the band, I mean, those guys are into it and the fans are going nuts. That, I, that is one of the very big things in sports that I miss is the college atmosphere that you would see on yep. TV. Well, the reason 100%. why the Rose Bowl was was moved this year was because of one of the COVID reasons, but you could still play football in California, but University of Notre Dame, University of Alabama said they were not going to play unless they could have friends and family in the yeah. bands in the, in the stadium. And California was like, nope, so we're not going to play here. So then they had to move the Rose Bowl game to Texas, to AT&T Stadium there. So it was the first time since World War II, Pasadena did not host a college football game. I think that's crazy. That was me. awesome. This is a COVID world we live in. It was awesome. That is that is saying, all right, you know, we don't care what city we play in. We want to play football. That is, that is putting the sport above everything else, and I thought that was awesome. Um, and instead, we got a I, – I mean, it's trash talk. We're allowed to trash talk. We got terrible performances from the Rose Parade at uh, at the outside of the <laughs> Rose Bowl because they didn't even let him inside. The guy who oh, keeps the, the Rose Bowl celebration <laughs> yeah, that was, they have, the Rose, the Rose Parade celebration. Tori Kelly was great. The ending was awful. Moving on. <laughs> was it like the – was it like the rainy day cavalcade? Oh, Ooh. yes, absolutely. What Kip's referring to, if you guys have ever been to Disneyland on a rainy day, the rainy day cavalcade, there's no parades. It's basically just a bunch of the Disney characters on an omnibus going up and down Main Street waving at you. And that's the end of the parade, <laughs> one little float. Yeah, speaking of ruining magic. Better than nothing, um, I guess. Speaking of ruining magic, if you watched that Rose Bowl celebration, uh, they did some really cool shots where you could see the mountains in the background. Um, if you were in Southern California, you know those mountains got peppered with snow uh, just before New Year's Eve. But interestingly enough, there was no snow in that picture. They shot everything all that stuff's two pre-recorded. Weeks you know that. It's all pre-recorded. Trash, trash. Moving on. Let's go to 2021. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm ramped up for the NFL playoffs this week. I don't know about you guys, but we have three games Saturday, three games Sunday. I'm amped. Kip, are you amped? Well, I don't know if amped would be the right word. Uh, I don't get to see all the games. I don't have like all the uh, technical facilities to watch all the games. So I'm limited on what I can see uh, on my, on my, uh, I know what I have. I don't know. I got some kind of streaming thing I'm doing. Uh, oh, slaying. That's what it is. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a slaying. And the only reason I got it is so I can watch some football games, not because you know, there's nothing else really worth watching on there. But I love uh, I love the playoff season. That's, I mean, it all winds down to this. I mean, uh, what a, I mean, look at the NFC East. Oh, my God, what a disaster. More like NFC least. Laughing stock of sports right now. Okay, so let me get you guys' opinion because it bugged the crap out of me during the game. Did you guys watch that Eagles-Washington football game, Washington football team game? When they took out Jalen Hurts in the second half, I'm like, "What is going on?" No, I, I, yeah, totally. What the heck? I will be. I will be the, the devil's advocate, and I will make everyone mad, and I don't care. If you wanted to be in the playoffs, you should have won another game. That that you cannot lay your missing the playoffs on another team losing. Don't give me that crap. Work your own way in. Now, granted. I do think it should have been handled differently. I do understand the the thought process behind that. But, and I think Al Michaels, um, and I believe it was Chris Collinsworth that was calling it with him, um, where they, they said a great thing of, you know, the Giants fans are sitting here going, why are they doing this on our time? It was not the Giants' time. That is the Eagles' time. They're allowed to use it however they want. Does it suck? And did fans get pretty pissed? And good Lord, might we, might we see a lottery system like we do in NHL and NBA? Such a garbage disgrace for everything. Yeah, we're probably going to see that at some point because of this. But I will say 
the Eagles had every right to do what they did. Sure, they should and probably will catch a lot of flack from this forever, but they had every right to do it. I agree, but to that, like the fact it was a good game. The first half was a good game. Jalen Hurts ran in two touchdowns. It's not like he threw four interceptions and got benched. Like that I would have understood, or if they were getting blown out, like it was 35 nothing. Like, okay, let's see what the third string quarterback can do. Let's see what we have for draft picks. Let's see how good this guy is if he's going to be on the roster next year. It's the fact that it was a competitive game. But then the second half was not competitive at all. That Studfield guy was not very good, at least in that moment, because he just got thrown in there, that poor kid. So I don't know. Kip, what do you think? Well, I think, uh, I, man, the Philadelphia fans have, uh, they will never forgive anybody for anything. I mean, these are the these are the fans that that uh, that threw snowballs at at uh, Santa. Snowballs so, filled I mean, with batteries. Yeah, I mean, you know. So anyway, I, um, I feel sorry for the I felt sorry for Hertz because he wanted to play, and you know. And hello, that's that's only you play to win the game. Come on, I had to give Thanks, that for yeah. word. <laughs> Playoffs, playoffs. Now, yeah, but I, I think that, that was, that was a big moment, right? And it, I, I genuinely, and I, I guess I would ask you guys on this. I genuinely think the NFL is going to have changes because of what happened. So you're tired of teams throwing in the towel and trying to get the better draft picks, I'm, like the New York Jets winning meaningless games against the Rams. And then Adam Gase ends up getting fired anyway. It's like you're winning meaningless games. Just lose those games, get a better draft pick. So you're I'm, saying the integrity of the game is at stake. I'm not against it, but I think the NFL is. And and they are going to I mean, good lord, look how much social media blew up about the the Eagles that night. Uh, you're going to see some kind of change. I don't know what it is, but I think there will be some kind of incentive to actually Oh, dare I say it one more time, play to win the game. Well, I think I we should just go not, ahead, Kip, go ahead. I couldn't imagine not trying to play a game and not win it. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. You know, this is a different subject or a different uh, sport, but back in the, in the uh, late 70s, uh, motocross was really starting to grow uh, huge, especially out in Southern California. Uh, but there was two guys that raced for Yamaha. It was Buck Lover and Bob Hanna. And they're one and two, neck and neck. And, and on the last lap, the uh, the pit guy stuck his board out and said, let Brock pass. So he let he had to let his teammate pass him so that the team could win, uh, so they could win the, the, the championship that year. So he – and this guy – you guys don't know this guy, but, but Bob Hanna was probably one of the biggest competitors ever. And, uh, and he was asked to lose so that the team could win. So kind of a different twist on that, but, uh, he was, he was pretty upset about it. I can imagine like, I'm sure that happens in NASCAR all the time for the good of like the teams and stuff. It's just, you don't really talk, they don't, they don't talk about it, but I couldn't imagine as a competitor trying to throw a game like that, but like the Eagles, it was just such an asinine moment. Because it was a good game. Like I said, if it was a blowout, fine, put the quarterback in. Or if Jalen Hurts is sucking up the place. Carson Wentz wasn't hurt, and he wasn't even dressed. He wasn't even like in the game. Like I don't know if they're going to trade him. I don't know if they're going to trade Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I, I, couldn't, I trade, couldn't watch it. They should trade Wentz. Wentz is uh, – he needs a different environment. And I'm sure there's lots of teams who need quarterbacks that would give him some good draft picks for him. It just can't he stay healthy. But since we're still on the Washington football team, did you guys believe that they released quarterback Dwayne Haskins? Well, first, before they released him, they fined the guy $40,000 for COVID violations after he attended a strip club without a mask after a game, not after the Eagles game, but the week after that. Like, first you get fined forty k, and then you lose your job and they cut you, and they drafted him in the top. He was a top 10 draft pick, and they just released him, didn't trade him, nothing, just gone. Like, what a waste of talent. Now, question for you guys and Kip I, I guess I could ask you this too if you're the New England Patriots do you go and sign Haskins and then use your draft pick somewhere else because let's be honest Haskins still no. has talent right but yeah he's I mean 
He is the he's the new Antonio Gates, right? Um, so, or I'm sorry, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Antonio yeah. Gates so, is a saint. Yeah, in, yeah. Um, he's the new yeah. Antonio Brown. But the Patriots have proven that they don't give a rat's behind about someone's off the field stuff. They want the on field talent. So I think it's at least a discussion. Well, I guess my question is, do they keep Cam Newton? Cam, uh, Kip, what do you think? No, Cam is, he's done. Um, he can't, he can't, he, he can't sustain a season. I think he plays hurt a lot. And that's why he, he fades quickly because he's playing hurt and just not giving it up. That's typically what's going on with, with quarterbacks when they, when they have a, you know, a really good season and then uh, they start playing poorly. It's typically because they're hurt. I mean, they're getting banged up. You know, they get knocked down a lot in spite of the rules to protect them. So um, I, I don't know, you know, the Patriots, I like the Patriots because I like teams that can be dynamic. And certainly they've proven that they can be dynamic with changes and, you know, they win and the Lakers have shown, have proven over history that they can be dynamic. And although it takes a little bit longer to, um, to rebound a franchise, but uh, in the NBA, uh, but I like teams that are winners. I like people that can put together teams that win consistently. And so can you like dynasties? I like dynasties. Dynasties are good for sports. The Golden State Warriors, the Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, the Yankees. Yeah, well, yeah the Warriors aren't a dynasty. They're, that's a three, <laughs> and done, three and done. That's not a dynasty. Oh, boy. Three championships in five years is pretty bad. good, though. Well, whatever. I can't stand the Warriors. Look I respect them. San Look Francisco the Giants dynasties. on that list. Well, it's true. The Giants could be up there too. Yeah, three in five years. Anyway, let's not get bogged down with those kind of facts. Jonathan, let us do our first ever <laughs> playoff predictions. Obviously, we've got Kip here as well to help us out. I'll start it off with you boys. The first game, 10.05 a.m. on the West Coast out here. But granted, they're playing on the East Coast. That's why it's a normal time game. Um, The Indianapolis Colts are going to the very first playoff game hosted by the Bills in, what, 20 years or something like that? It's the Colts and the Bills. What do you guys think in this game? Well, I believe today NFL announced that the Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott was voted as the NFL Coach of the Year. So that's a pretty good thing to have on your resume. Um, I like the Bills at this one just because they're playing great football. They destroyed the Miami Dolphins. I thought the Miami Dolphins were going to win last week because when and they were in, they were in the playoffs, and they could not do it. They put they beat them by 30. I think it was like 56 to 26. I like Buffalo. Indy is a good team. They barely squeaked in. I like the Bills over the Colts. What about you, Kip? Absolutely. Bills are uh... – Although being uh, voted coach of the year, is that like getting your face put on uh, the cover of SI? <laughs> you know, the, the death knell of, you know. He'll uh, get fired uh, next year. Success. But anyway, uh, yeah, the, absolutely the Bills. Uh, finally, OJ will have redemption. <laughs> Yikes. I, I will go on record and say, yes, I'm thinking the Bills are going to win this game, but I would love to see the Colts win this game. I think that the Colts have not been great lately, right, in the last couple of years, and a former favorite quarterback of mine, Phillip Rivers, has had better year than I thought he was going to have. I'm hoping for the Colts, but, yeah, the Bills are going to win this game. <laughs> I think the Bills the, the Bills fans need it. They haven't had a lot to cheer for with that Buffalo team ever since those, what, four Super Bowl appearances in a row, and they lost every single one of them. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think Buffalo's going to advance. Meanwhile, oh boy, up (sighs) in Seattle, Washington, the LA Rams are visiting the Seahawks Saturday morning. I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon, 1.40 p.m. kickoff. Yeah, let's be honest. The Rams are not the favorite in this one. Do either of you see them being a upset? I think there could be an upset. The Rams played really well. I'm, I should say last week, they did not play well when Jared Goff was playing against the Seahawks the week before I was yelling and screaming at the TV, but the LA Rams get their left tackle all pro Andrew Whitworth back this week. I believe John Wolford's going to start who actually played very well against the Cardinals. He didn't play amazing, but he didn't, he didn't play as bad as Jared Goff did the week before. 
I think they'll run the ball and play defense. I'll take the Rams in a close one. What do you think, Kip? If the Rams defense shows up, I think they've got a chance. Um, man, it's a tough game because they, they've got this Seahawks number. They, 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 they know how to play those guys. Um, but I think, I think Seattle is going to pull it out. I think it'll be close, like you said, but I think Seattle is going to win. I, I will say I think Kip nailed the, the point right on the head. If the Rams defense shows up, the, this game is not officially the Seattle's in hand. I, I think that the Rams defense, obviously, it's probably their strongest point. Uh, yeah, you've got a rookie quarterback who's played one NFL game. I don't know if they could pull this off, but if the defense shows up, you never really know. I would love to see the Rams win, but I am taking the Seahawks to beat my favorite team, the Rams, in the NFL wild card round. Meanwhile, before we transition, did, oh. before we transition, Christian, John Wolford, before he played for the Rams, he, like you said, didn't play a single NFL snap. The dude played for the Arizona Hot Shots in the USFL that had been disbanded. I was a huge fan of the San Diego Fleet being the local team, but I kind of liked the USFL. I'm sad that went away. But the dude, I think, is also like a tax accountant or a real estate agent yeah. or something on the side as well. Like, what a cool story that would be if he if he ends up playing and he wins a playoff game. That'd be a really cool underdog story. It, it'd be cool, but it's not going to happen. So we just got to move on from that. <laughs> you got to believe. <laughs> I believe the Rams are going to lose. Anyway, Buccaneers taking <laughs> on the Washington football team. While the people on the national broadcast may flub things, we're not going to here on this podcast we will call them the washington football team but they sneak in at the very end and they get to host tom brady and the buccaneers boys what do you think i like tampa bay winning this one i think washington football team's defense is pretty solid but i mean alex smith in the second half or i should say did not look good like in the second half of the game even though the eagles offense was awful they had a chance to put some points together but i'll take tom brady the Bucks are starting to put it together. They're scoring a lot of points. Antonio Brown's looking good. I know Mike Evans got hurt. Hopefully he's okay. Um, Chris Godwin, it's a great Gronk's now playing great. The Bucks defense, I think, is solid. I think Tampa Bay wins it. Kip, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree uh, with you. I agree, Rush. Um, uh, they're peaking at the right time. That's it's it's like any sports when you're peaking at the right time. You know, you got Tom Brady, not even arguably the best quarterback ever in the NFL um, is going to put together a, you know, uh, a game that I think is going to be a winner. You know what I and think? Poor Alex Smith. That guy, yeah. that guy's playing on one leg. Seriously. No Just kidding. to pick it back on Kip said, I mean, Alex Smith almost died. He almost had to have his leg amputated. Talk about, he better be the comeback player of the year. Kuda Smith. Yeah. I mean, that, that's impressive. I, I, Wife of the year has to go to Alex Smith's wife. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. She took the the um, oh sorry about that everybody the the brace that held his leg together and turned it into a trophy. Um, that was pretty cool. Did you guys get a chance to see that? I did see that. It looked really cool. It's like a little Lombardi trophy from a brace. Yeah. But that now might be the only Lombardi trophy that Alex Smith gets. Sadly. I'm going to. Yeah, because I that thing into a flower vase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't hold anything. <laughs> I am going to go on record and say that I think it's going to be really fun to watch the Washington football team play in the NFL divisional round this year because they are going to beat the Buccaneers this weekend. Get the hell out I of here. I am going. Nope. I am going. With the upset, I think I think that they are. I don't know. I got I got a feeling in my bad knee that uh, that that the Washington football. Let's put some team, money on this. No, I don't have any. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, the Ravens and the Titans taking each other on in Nashville, Tennessee, um, or Memphis, or wherever the heck they play. It's the Ravens and the Titans. What do you guys think? I think I like the Tennessee Titans at home. I think it'll be a good game. Lamar Jackson, we'll see if he could bounce back after the Titans destroyed them last year in the playoffs. But I think Tennessee is playing really, really good football. Kudos to the running back, Derrick Henry, who's now rushed for 2,000 yards. He's now the eighth player in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards. How about that? 
he's he now is in the same category as Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, Terrell Davis, Jamal Lewis, Adrian Peterson, Chris Johnson, and OJ Simpson. Titans, another team that's peaking at the right time. They have a uh, solid I, defense and they have a good running. But Kip, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, and absolutely. And you and you need that running game uh, in the playoffs. Can't just you can't uh, you can't live on the air. So absolutely, the Titans are going to take this game. Oh, OJ o- Simpson, I think you said, Jonathan. Who is that? He played for I the did. Broncos, right? Or he drove a Bronco, something like that. He Moving drove a on. <laughs> He drove a Bronco. We all know that story. Anyway, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and see the Ravens win this one, guys. I I know Jonathan's been high on the fact that the Titans won games last year in the playoffs, but I, I think Lamar Jackson pulls this one out and gets the W. Meanwhile, in the Bayou, it's Chicago. The Bears heading down to New Orleans to take on the Saints, gentlemen. Are the Bears going to get a much-needed playoff win, or will the Saints go marching in? Absolutely not. Even if Alvin Kamara does not play, I believe he's on the COVID protocol list right now, I think the Saints are just a much better team. Their defense is good. The Bears have been playing very well, and they kind of scooted into the playoffs. They backed their way into it, and they were very lucky. I think they were 7-7, seven and seven, and they were able to get into the postseason. But they did win the last few of their games, but the Saints, I just think, are too good. I'm taking the Saints at home at the Superdome. Kip, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there, Rush. Uh, you know, it's going to be for for the Bears. It's going to be Brian's song all over again. <laughs> Christian's not even paying attention. No, not right now. Um, I, I'm on the same I'm on the same boat as you guys are. Um, the, the, I don't think this is going to even be a close game. I would I would argue. Looking at the slate, this will be the biggest difference in scoring. Um, Actually, never mind. I just looked at the next game. But who knows? The next game could be interesting. (laughs) Um, But um, I I do think the Saints win this one. And the Sunday night game, as it were, is between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, of course, Thought I thought they might actually have a perfect season, and boy, did the rails, the wheels fall off the rails on that one. Meanwhile, Cleveland sneaks into the playoffs. Is Baker Mayfield going to get a W in this one, boys, or are the Steelers going to continue their, I guess, attempt at revitalizing their season, which really turned sour? The Steelers have not been playing very well. Yeah, the Browns are starting to play a lot better. Nick Chubb. Amazing running back. They got a good running attack there. The Browns defense is pretty solid. Baker Mayfield's playing a lot better. I think it'll be a close game. I say the Browns win as time expires by a field goal at the end. Uh, I'm a Mayfield fan. He's, uh, I like the guy. I like, I like guys that have, have some, uh, uh, a little insurance hit, packages hitching. Their... Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, he's not, he's no Doug Flutie. But uh, uh, Doug Flutie. But I, I like I like their chances. I, I think once again I think they're peaking at the right time. If you call that a peak, uh, I think Roethlisberger is hurt. I think that's another you know it's another thing. He's he's a little fragile in his older years, and I think he's playing hurt. And I think it's going to uh, affect uh, affect the outcome of the game. So I I'm going with Cleveland. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you guys on this one. I think this is going to be the culmination of a great start and then a great fall for Pittsburgh. I mean, I was saying, I think week 11, I mean, we probably even a couple weeks after that, I'm going, Steelers could win the Super Bowl. Like They are playing well enough that they could win the Super Bowl. And then it just fell off a cliff. It's been very bad. And like you said, Jonathan, they're not trending in the right direction. Baker Mayfield and the Browns have at least been making some progress. Um, and so I think I think Baker Mayfield gets the W, and that would lead us into the divisional rounds. Guys, an interesting weekend of football we have coming up. Absolutely. I'm excited for all these games. Saturday, Sunday, three games. Oh, I'm so excited to have so much football this weekend. It's a good thing I'm unemployed. We all are, Kip. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Some of us aren't. Some of us only work in the weekdays, though, so we still get to watch all the football this weekend as well. A big thanks to you, Kip, for joining us on the show. This has been a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. Kip, yeah, absolutely. please give us your, give us your Instagram, Facebook handles. Let everyone give you a follow. He's one of the best comedians I've ever uh, known. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I am on Instagram, Kip Hart Comedy. And then Facebook, it's just Kip, two Ps. The first P is silent, Hart on Facebook. Just look me up. And, uh, you on Twitter too? Mama's Boy Entertainment. No, I dropped Twitter's a cesspool. I got it off of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so is Christian. And Christian only has like six Twitter followers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I had 80. And I think, I don't know. Anyway, no, I, I dumped Twitter. I, I don't have that kind of focus. I can't focus on three accounts. So I'm on people have TikTok and Snapchat. There's too many out there. I went to, I went to, uh, what's it? Part, is it Parlay? Parlay? Parlor. I tried that, but all I have on there is I follow um, Babylon B. That's hysterical. That parody oh. site is hysterical. Yeah, that is the that is the onion of of new way and Babylon B. That's a good one. I, I enjoyed yeah, that. They're, they're on top of it as well. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Kip. I was Jonathan yep. Rushing. That was Kip Hart. That was Christian Elton. Christian, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks. Just like that. Remember, folks, follow Trash Talk with CJ and Rush on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, the Twitter, even though Kip jumped off of it. For some reason, we're still trying to make it happen. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, I could go on and on about how much I hate social media right about now. That's not important, though. What is important is that you all hit subscribe, listen to the shows. We'll be back in the, next week, maybe a couple of weeks. All I know is we're talking NFL football and NFL playoffs. It's a good time, and we're so glad you have joined us for Trash Talk with CJ and Rush. Trash Talk with CJ and Rush.